Hi, my name is Hans Peter Meyer, and I'm the host of the Men's Work Podcast, where you'll find interviews with men and with women. You'll find yoga classes, you'll find reflections, you'll find a lot of material to hopefully help you move through the tests that life has handed you end of marriage, loss of job, marital relationship stress, fatherhood, just being overwhelmed. It's a lot. So listen, if you need to talk, I've got no charge mini coaching sessions at menswork.ca. Enjoy the show. So welcome to another episode in this Men's Work podcast. My name is Hans Peter Meyer and beside me is Amsong Troughton. I'm going to ask Amsong in a couple, in a minute or so to talk about what she does and also on um, the show tonight is um, Fabiola and Perez. And <clears throat> Fabiola and I were talking a while ago, and then we did a show on consciously, conscious conception, which then led us to talking about men particularly being involved in consciously creating relationships. So that's, that's the kind of the big question tonight. But before we get into that, I'd really like to hear from uh, from you, Amsam, and you, Fabiola, about uh, the kind of work you do, uh, maybe why you do what you do, and why men would want to work with with you as women on these kinds of on these things. So uh, I'm going to ask Amsam because I just saw you did a post about it, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I did today, wasn't it? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. <laughs> trying to pay attention yeah the days blur um yeah i i love working with people um which so that means all people and uh i've grown up in a very masculine world and i i tried to be a man a lot of the times which just didn't work very well and but it's given me a lot of insights. So as I've come to really embody my feminine and be comfortable in being a woman, I love having the opportunity to work with men um, because I have such a great connection with men. And my passion is connecting people to their hearts, men to their hearts. And uh, we go on this incredible journey to, to really get to, to for to be able to really get to know yourself to the depths, to see who you are. And um, I find I work really great with men because I have such a great um, capacity for being present with all emotions, all aspects of self. And men really need that, we all need that. But particularly men, I mean, there's so many people scared of men's emotions and then you end up holding it all in and that doesn't work for anybody. So that's a huge reason why I love working with men is to be able to be this beautiful bowl to hold them. And that's why it's so great for men to work with with women um, in that way, because men also need to be held by the feminine in in a healthy way, in a way to really learn healthy boundaries with someone that's showing up in unconditional love. And 
that's what I do. Thank you. Yeah. Fabiola, can you tell us a bit about yourself and working with men? Sure. Um, I will say my main job right now is practicing as a therapist. And part of that is also being a psychedelic therapist. So I work with plant medicine as well. And majority of my clients that are willing to work with plant medicine are men. Um, I would say for some reason, perhaps they're more open to the idea. I don't know. I'm still trying to discover that. But this is what led me to start working with more men. Uh, for eight years, I focused on working with women. And now uh, I'm, so I'm relating with you because I was very in my masculine when I was young. And I had like a bunch of male friends and one girlfriend, you know. And then when I started tapping into like my femininity, then I think I turned fully into like, I'm going to work with women because I want them to tap into their femininity and find their inner goddess. And then I work with women for like seven, eight years. And now as you're talking, I'm realizing that for so long, then I suddenly just neglected my own masculine because I just wanted to keep feeding that feminine, perhaps because my feminine was so starved for so long. And now jumping into this role of a therapist and attracting like the plant medicine part of it, attracting a lot of men was my opportunity to just get in contact with my masculine self as well, with my masculine part. And as you're saying, offer that unconditional love to that masculine, because that's definitely not what I learned. <laughs> from the masculine growing up is like no if you offer love it's just like no <laughs> i don't accept that love just treat me with objectivity and other things and now i think it's been so healing working with men and because in the ther therapeutic relationship you naturally jump into these perhaps different power power dynamics mm -hmm. um then I think I'm capable of just being in that very open, nurturing, loving space without feeling judged by it. And then I've seen my clients just being more open to receive it. And I will say most of them haven't received it uh, unless they're like in very nurturing relationships, uh, current relationships, then they haven't received that part. And working with plant medicine, when they're in like in another state of consciousness, being able to receive that very healing touch or very healing words, it's just like shaking them like in really interesting ways. Um, so that's, I guess that's what led me to work with men um, now. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there for now. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I'm sure we'll, as the discussion evolves, we'll hear more. Um, <clears throat> on my side, why I invite, I have always invited women to be guests on this men's work show is because I think we need to hear from women who aren't our romantic partners, who aren't our lovers, um, because then, <laughs> excuse me, then we're, as you said, Fabiola, I think we're more open and um, it's, it's a very different dynamic. Also, lots of us have learned, first off, lots of us don't talk to other men 
So it's really good for us to you know, see men who are coaches and have men who are counselors and stuff. And then I think in turn, we need to start doing this for our friends and our, our sons, our nephews, younger men in our lives, holding that space for, to encourage them to talk about the kind of things we talk about in the show, for example. But so much of what I've learned that's important to me, I need to learn from a woman who I'm, I'm not trying to polarize a relationship. So for those of you who don't, know about this yoga of sexual polarities it's basically our, ro our romantic sexual energy we're attracted to our polar opposites so to the extent that i'm in my masculine space i will or energy i will attract and be interested in a woman who's that in that way in her feminine and as soon as i start asking her to be my teacher or coach I'm basically asking her to be my, like my mother and I'm depolarizing the relationship. I mean, you can, I can, I've got lots of great women friends and you know, I'm sitting next to a woman friend and colleague here. Uh, I, and I, I, I love our conversations and I love spending time with, with Dong Song, but we don't have that romantic sexual energy thing happening. And if we were, we would not be colleagues. We couldn't be colleagues because we would be, it just wouldn't be a good thing. Neither one of us would really be able to sustain that polarity, that, that interest um, through all of these kinds of uh, conversations that we would have. So I think it's really important that we, certainly been important for me to talk to women, to learn how to be really open and vulnerable with women in a non-sexual, non-romantic way to learn about what's going on on that side? How, how are my words falling? How are my actions? How is my breath? How is my, my body feeling to this other person, this feminine person who I'm not romantically or sexually involved with? So that's why I keep inviting women on the show to talk. Um, and I encourage any one of you uh, who's listening to this either on the live show or on the podcast to uh, to be in touch with any of the women on this show. You know, tonight it's Fabiola and Amsong. Other you know, there's, there are other women who I've invited. Um, have a conversation and see what you can learn about how you are as a man with another woman who you're not romantically or sexually involved with. So that's the preamble to tonight's show. Thanks for telling us a bit about what you guys do. Um, right now, I'm going to hand it over to Fabiola because it was out of our conversation that this idea of men consciously creating relationships came. And, and then you gave me something the other day that you put a lot of thought into it. I mean, it was just a set of notes, but um, it's over to, over to you now. Uh, then I'll invite Amsong to have any responses she might have. And then we're going to open it up to uh, anybody who's listening on the show. And uh, at any time, you can put your hand up and I'll keep track of that. And um, Fabiola or Amsong, if you want to take questions on the fly, then um, uh, please, please do so. Okay, Fabiola, it's yours. 
Thank you. And the first thing that comes to my mind, you're always feeding my mind in these ways that <laughs> I will need to go back to the conscious relationships. But right away, what comes to my mind is when we start connecting with, in this case, a feminine in that very emotional state for the first time, like the automatic thought is like, can I connect that like sexually as well? Mm -hmm. Right? Because when we have been starved from that emotional connection, that's just like the automatic, I feel like animal need inside. I was like, oh, we connect emotionally. Let's connect sexually too, <laughs> right? So I think it's interesting just to make sure that we know that there is different ways of connecting with someone. And probably today I will be talking specifically of three parts one sexually the second one is emotionally and the third one is mentally and consciously which is the one that I feel is super activated every time I talk to you like my mind just starts going um so that's just to um complete what you just said I guess and then yeah these this conversation of consciously creating relationships came up after was after our talk about conscious conscious conception and as soon as you planted the seed I like I felt that shock in my body because you were talking about dating and stuff like that I was like wait a second that's not something that I'm like ready for it I don't know if I can talk about it <laughs> uh, but then I took a step back and I think more than talking to men today, of course, I'm happy to answer any question, but I'm going to talk in general to people like conscious creating a relationship. It takes two or more, <laughs> right? And this is the stage of my life that I'm at right now. So to share, disclose a little bit about myself, I was in a long-term relationship almost 10 years. And then going through that separation and then landing on the other side of like, shit, who am I now? I was with one person for so long and there's a natural enmeshment and it's like, oh, I need to rediscover who I am. And now that I'm on all these like women's group and like just people talking about dating how there's this stage that like the horse stage is like you have to go like after a long-term relationship you go through a breakup you need to go and sleep with everyone and like just recover that and all of that that just doesn't land with me it's just like no why <laughs> why would I do that like wait a second that would be just jumping into another cycle versus honoring first my grief and then landing into that stage of learning who I am as an individual and really being able to look back to my previous relationship and be clear with myself what was it that didn't work how was I communicating myself that I didn't came across the way that I was trying to what were my automatic responses in that relationship that I know they don't work anymore for myself so oh you know it's like looking at your like it's basically shadow work 
And all of that has taken me over a year now. And I would still say that I'm not ready. I think, well, I am ready. I opened myself to the possibility, but ask me if I'm putting myself out there. No, <laughs> I'm being open and being this magnetic being to find the electricity of the other being to come <laughs> to me kind of thing. Um, but first I needed to dedicate the time to myself. And by meditating on these and thinking about this chat that we were going to have today, I came up with all the questions that perhaps I asked myself at some point and that I keep asking myself at some point, like right now. And the first one is that comes to my mind right now is, do I know my values, my personal values? Do I know the values that I would like to have in a relationship? that I would like to co-create with another person. And that you can look back to a previous relationship or relationships. What did you value in, an, in another person? What did a person taught you that perhaps you didn't know you value? And after that relationship, you know you value that. So like go into like, you know, graph pen and paper. And like, sit with yourself, what do I value? What are my values? What are my personal values? Values in the relationship. The next thing is, what are my needs? Because that's something that was very clear for me that I wasn't receiving in my previous relationship. I knew that my needs weren't met. met. So, okay, what, what needs weren't met? Okay, then like write them down and just referring to those three um, spaces in the body and the emotional body energetic body like what are my needs sexually what i may needs emotionally what are my needs mentally also what are my belief systems belief systems about these three aspects right so then really going through your needs then i will say like how well i am communicating them because i know i wasn't communicating them well <laughs> So if I wasn't communicating them, the other person wasn't receiving them. And then you just create resentment, resentment, because you think you're communicating them. And like the other person is like, what? When did you say that? And like, I saw I said it. And it's your fault because you didn't give it to me. Right. So landing into that space of what are my needs and knowing which needs are. Uh, this is something that is extremely important to me. So the day that you're dating someone else, you're seeing someone else and they don't cover that need, you're like, okay, no. No, like when we're in love and in that infatuation, it's like, maybe I can skip my need again. And then six months later, you're like, fuck these. Like, <laughs> like, and that happens over and over and over again. I see myself repeating that pattern. So, and that's, that's why I love saying people to journal. I know a lot of people don't like journaling and writing things down including myself, I'm lacing that <laughs> part sometimes. But it's so important because then six months later, when you're feeling like you're losing yourself in this new relationship, you can go back to your journal. So like, oh, wait, I said this was my need and it's not being covered. So either let's have a chat about this or this person is just not even willing to meet that need. And now I know that I'm communicating it. So 
Next. Um, I did, and it's like a really long list and it's still in construction of the qualities of the man that I want. And I also divided in many different ways. And it's kind of like this manifestation list and how we interact together. And I love telling people to go into like the detail. Go to the detail, like know exactly what you want in a relationship. And the more like checks you have, the better, of course, like ideally it will be a perfect package, but you, we know reality is not like that. But then you can go to your list and say like, oh, this person actually has a lot of things. And these ones, like it's something that we can work out together. And then once you have the list, you have to ask yourself, am I willing to give all of this in return? <laughs> <laughs> and who do I have to become to receive a person like this? So if I want a man that provides me with stability and that I can trust, am I willing to trust the other person? Am I willing to surrender to the other person? And if the answer is no, then you're not ready for a relationship or at least for the relationship of your dreams, the one that you're expecting. Um, another one I will say is, why do you think you're ready for a relationship right now? Is it out of loneliness? Oh, I feel lonely, so I'm just going to find a hookup. Then sure, that's valid, but just know that you want a hookup because you feel lonely, because you're not comfortable being by yourself. Or like, no, I have dedicated a lot of time to get to know myself, to heal from previous relationships, even to heal from like patterns that I have with my parents. And now I feel like really good with myself. I'm in a space that I love myself, that I feel whole as a person. And that's why I feel like I'm ready to keep growing with another person. Because that also happened to me. You know, I was like a year single doing all this work on myself, purely focusing on myself. And I'm like believing that I'm this like saint or goddess that I'm levitating because I'm this perfect human, <laughs> you know, like, yes, I'm so healed. And then a person shows up in my life and it just like threw me to the side. I'm just like, oh, shit, no. <laughs> like why I'm being triggered in this way? Why all the practice that I had in communication is not showing like when I'm relating intimately with another person. They're like, oh, holy crap, there's more work. And there is this um, quote from Esther Perel that I love. It's like, we grow in relationships. And that is so true. We can do a lot of work individually. Yes, and I think it's very important. But the real work starts when you actually start relating with someone else. Mm -hmm. And they start mirroring all these things <laughs> that you thought you worked through. And it's like, oh, not true. There's still more work. I need to keep digging. So that's, I think that's the, the game. 
that we will never be perfect either for another person, but we need to be willing to risk. We need to be willing to grow, to change. We need to be willing to feel pain because there is this, in a Tantra and in Taoism, there is these two states of being, either you're in contraction or you're in expansion. So when we're in contraction, we're like, no, I don't wanna jump into a serious relationship. I prefer to stay in the safety of hookups because then I don't have to open my heart and then I won't be in pain. Versus jumping into love is like, oh, I have to start opening. And if I open, that means that I'm also, I'm opening to love, but I'm also opening myself to pain. And ugh, who likes pain? Nobody likes pain. I didn't like pain, you know, but it was through my healing journey. And this is lessons from plant medicine. He's like, oh no, dear, love and pain come together. So you cannot have either or. <laughs> if you're choosing love, you're also choosing pain and you're also choosing death. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> okay. <laughs> And this, this was a journey that I had. And at the end, after six hours of going deep, the last one of the last questions that I received um, was, so are you choosing love or you're choosing pain? And I was in tears. I was like, okay, I choose love. I choose love. <laughs> because the lesson was like, the more you're open for love, yes, you will feel pain, but the reward is bigger. You will feel better love bigger love and now the work that i've been doing is to stay open and it's like that constant of like reminder of like stay open stay open stay open even if it hurts i think i i, I said a lot so i'm <laughs> i'll open the space for some i see you nodding and smiling so i would love a to, lot, yeah. lot to chew on there for sure <laughs> um i'm sorry do you want to um take a bite i'm sure i would love to follow that because I so hear you I'm so with you I just I was just um single for um over two years and it was a really interesting journey to to be so so committed for me it was committed to a conscious relationship and um that there was you know that at this point I was I wasn't willing to compromise got some dogs going on and um and and the freedom within that like there was there was a lot of pain you know, I was in committing to doing my own work but also a lot of loneliness um because I for me you know hooking up doesn't work and and it was a, a fantastic journey knowing my truth and knowing what I needed and, and being really committed and to asking these questions and continuing to do my own work, but also knowing that the work, the deep work is happens when we're in relationship. So it's really being open to call in that partner, like who can meet me here? Who can join me in this that we can actually open and do the work together that just comes up because it's so incredibly vulnerable to open and to ask those exact questions, am I actually ready to receive? You know, in that, that place of being like, shit, this is what I asked for? Okay, right, this is what I asked for. Now, now can I actually receive it? 
and um, and being in that constant communication of uh, I was just reflecting today on you know I choose my reality and everything that happens to me is is my choice and you know, it's it's only when I take you know when each one of us but you know speaking for me when I take 100% responsibility for for my reality that I have freedom and then I was thinking about that about communication in relationship and it's like yeah right so again taking 100% responsibility for my relationship and making sure that I'm consistently showing up for me and for us in speaking my needs and and watching where I can slide and you know like you know like I've been really good at making the uncomfortable conversations comfortable for the most part and there's still these places that I will let things slide where I don't even really realize it until it's like oh yeah right and so it's so huge to constantly be checking in like you know, in whether we're in relationship or not, it's always about checking in and checking into what's what's happening within inside ourselves. What's our ecosystem like? And then very, you know, even more so in relationship because it's it's that next layer of now we're not just communicating with ourselves, we're also communicating with our partner. And um, so that six months down the road, we're not, we aren't going, oh no, right, now we need to reassess. And I wasn't actually being my true self. And like, how can we keep that happening fluid in a fluid way? Yeah, so. And what comes to mind with that is pulling ourselves to the present constantly because we're reacting to the past all the time. We think we're having like these conflicts right now because you reacted this way and you said this or you didn't say this. And it's like, wait a second. Like I am talking to the person that I have right now or I am talking to my ex or <laughs> am I talking to my dad? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. This person doesn't even know like how my dad reacted or how my ex reacted. He's just reacting to the energy that he's receiving, but it's, I'm like closing to my previous relationships. Just this constant reminder, yes, I see your past and let's bring it back to the present. Let's remind ourselves that this is who we have in the present. And with that part that you said, like, am I willing to receive now? Yes, that's hard. And then the other part is, am I willing to receive the other person's story? <laughs> because that also, that's really hard. You know, we, we're living a day and age that a lot of people are becoming conscious of trauma that they didn't even know it was trauma. Mm -hmm until they're in relationships and they're like, start questioning themselves. Like, why do I keep repeating this pattern? And then they come to me. I was like, did you know that's relationship trauma? Did you know that's attachment trauma? It's like, oh, I didn't know. And it's okay. What about like communicating that to your partner now? It's like, oh, why do I have to communicate that to my partner? I was like, 
because you will give them an insight of what's happening to you and the other person and I also tell them like you have to make sure you communicate your trauma in a space that your partner is willing to receive you have to ask if they're willing to receive that story because sometimes the partner is like oh shit what do I do with this story now mm-hmm. like I, I don't know where to put it what do I do I don't know how to react to it and then you react again because your partner is not reacting in the emotional way that you wanted to, that you expected to. Like, dude, you didn't share your trauma for how many years? And you've been together? And now you're expecting them to like react? Like, that would be amazing. Don't get me wrong. I would love that. But we need to take in consideration that the other person perhaps is not ready to receive that story. So on the other side, you have to be ready to receive your partner's trauma or story or shock and then to be able to do that work together be willing to do that work together that makes me um think of one of the uh the yoga sutras that i work with Um, the first one is um remember that the other person is you so I'm just going to comment a little bit on, on things that you said, um, Fabiola, and then, and then I really would like to hear from some of our listeners here if they've got questions. But um, the, one of the things that you said, or how I understand it, is like we're, we're constantly, we're in constant course correction, that we will never arrive at that place where we're not having to do some work. A friend of mine once said to me years ago, he, he had been married a couple of times and now he was in another relationship. And he said, relationships, so much work and so little interest. Mm. And I think that's how it is for a lot of us guys is we, we just find how, a way to make do. Lots of us, I mean, not every, not all guys, lots of guys want, want something deeper and they want, you know, they want, we want to engage with you emotionally. We want to hold space to hear your trauma story. We want to, you know, have some kind of a spiritual spiritual connection. I mean, I see more and more evidence of men doing that. But in my day-to-day life, I've actually seen very little of it. Most of us are really concerned with uh, the only need that we really want to have con- addressed regularly is the sexual need. And somehow that's going to resolve everything. And as long as that's happening, then we're good. And a lot of the other work will, most of us are not willing to put that kind of work in. Now, that's not everybody. That's not all men. And I'm sure you guys, you know, the men who come to you are actually interested in more of it. And that's why you're working with them. But I just see a lot of guys who still haven't figured out that. I mean, I, I think of online dating as catalog shopping. So I have my list, you know, like you talked about a list, um, Fabiola, I have my list, but it's a really superficial list. And it's the kind of list that I can check off all kinds of boxes as I go through the catalog of what's available on the various apps. And if I'm lucky, I get some of the things that work for me. And I know, I know people who've had, you know, successful experiences with online dating, but I think there are some of us who want something deeper and we're still 
haven't discovered the magic for the for the how-to button. So one of the things that you and I had talked about was actually making your those list of questions as something that is available to guys online and and um, you know that, that we might actually be able to respond to some of that stuff. I was in um, an, an online men's uh, program last year and there were a lot of single guys and they were like you know ready to start dating and um COVID had made things more challenging to to meet people and so they were kind of wondering well how do i how do i do this if i can't actually date and i you know one of the things that one of the principles that that came to me years and years ago is i don't have to go looking for that connection what i need to do and you both of you have talked about this you know i need to do the work here which spiritually opens me up i mean this is a far reach for some for lots of guys i'm sure but if i'm doing this stuff here then you know the vibration in my body starts to move out and things happen and i don't know how to explain that but things happen connections are made and we find each other. And more and more, I'm, I'm putting more and more emphasis with the guys that I work with on, on slowing down, like, like the catalog shopping approach to any part of my life is, is really just, um, it's trying to speed things up rather than uh, letting, I shouldn't say let, letting things take their course, because it isn't about letting things take their course. It's about me doing my work on my heart, on my soul, and preparing myself. Because I don't even know, like, like you talked about your list that you've got. And I think that's really important. I think it's important to go through all those, you know, looking at those things, how, especially how ready I am. Because mostly what I'm ready for is I'm ready to have the pain of loneliness be relieved. And I think that that'll be relieved by having sex. And that's a, you know, that's, you're talking about it now with, with your women friends. And I think it's something that, uh, you know, how we've kind of masked or how the culture has masculinized the feminine world is, is to de, what I would call desacralize our sexuality. Um, I really think that when we engage with each other sexually, way more stuff happens than for us as men than we're aware of we're not conscious of it you know i'm i'm conscious of ejaculating and i'm conscious of feeling good and i'm conscious of that moment or a few moments of like feeling connected but from my conversations with women and women who i'm not romantically involved with you know it's a, it's it's way more than that for lots of you lots of the time and so when I look at, you know, how, if I'm going to consciously create a relationship, if I think I'm going to base it on, you know, some idea of a sexual connection that's not aware of what you're, what you're experiencing, then that's not, that's not, not, not a lot of consciousness there. There's an awareness that I'm, I'm wanting to have sex, but that's about it. You know, one of the most conscious relationships that I ever created was after the end of a long relationship and as you said i was aware of some things that 
that hadn't worked in that. And that was really important. I think, I think you're right. Like every, every time we go through any kind of connection, it's like, okay, well, what, what didn't I like there? And what was my part in that? And, and what do I need to do to, to attract that thing that I think I want? Because like you said, we're never, we're never there. We're, it's ongoing, you know, like I can make my list of you know, my Christmas list of what I want. And then when I get it, well, in my case, I didn't even see that I had gotten it until, <laughs> until that particular package had gone. And then I was like, oh shit, you know? Um, so then it was work of, well, how do I, you know, what do I need to do to, to clean that up in myself? And, and that's what I've been doing for most of the last three and a half years. And, and it's been very rewarding, but it hasn't been fast. And then you also imagine you want something and then the universe is like, oh, you thought you wanted this? Here it goes. And then you're like, no, <laughs> this doesn't sound as good as I thought it would. Or, because we're also changing. That's true. Or you get it. Or in my mm -hmm. case, I got it. And I, I was moving too fast to actually see that. Mm. So... To go back to, you know, how, how do we as men consciously create relationships? I mean, one of the things is just recognizing that, or again, to go back to this, this yogic approach that, that I teach is that the feminine always chooses the masculine. We don't know, as men, we don't often see that. We, we think we're doing their pursuing, but somehow she's let us know that, that we should actually do something to pursue or something. And... Um, and then we start should be asking the questions of like, well, am I actually ready for this? Am I actually ready for this? Just because this this is being this is being put in front of me, am I actually ready for it? And to be really honest with ourselves, and that's a good time to talk to our 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 men friends, is just to say, you know, you know, there, there's this woman who I'm really attracted to. You know, like, do you think that I'm ready to actually? give her all of who I am. And hopefully you've got somebody, you know, you can really trust who can say to you, no, man, you, you need to like stay clear of women. Like you need to go on a no woman diet for like six months or a year. Like you need to, and then to listen to that. Uh, I, you know, and then if you are starting to be involved with this, this person to actually go to her and say, you know, I'm really attracted to you. This feels really good, but I need to do some work on myself. Can I call you in three months or six months? Oh, if they communicated, that would be lovely. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, you know, like that's probably like the biggest turn on that's gonna happen because, mm -hmm. because then we show that we're taking ourselves seriously. Mm -hmm. I think as men, we often, we're actually a lot needier than we think we are. And until we are able to hold ourselves back, hold ourselves and go, you know, I need to do some of this work and be honest with ourselves. Then we stop being in that needy place and we start looking after ourselves. I mean, I had, this, this, is a, this is like the whole idea of consciously creating relationships mm -hmm. and the challenges that, that we face as men and how we do that mm -hmm. is big. Um, I'm going to ask if, if, our, if any of our listeners here have anything to add or any questions or anything of you guys 
and then we'll go back to you guys. So any of you guys want to make a comment? Just unmute yourself, go ahead. Or put your hand up in the next little bit. Any, any time now from now until the end of the show, feel free to put your hand up. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk. Nobody wants to, oh. Well, Jason, 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 okay. Jason, you look deep in thought. Yeah, yeah. So, um, a lot to chew on. Can you guys hear me? Is there an echo, Hans? We've had an echo. Well, no, you sound good. You sound good. So uh, who's your question? So, uh, who's, your, who's your comment directed towards? Where's everybody? I mean, I, I mean, I'm answering a question, or I guess I'm responding in to an inquiry for uh, opening the floor or either questions. I mean, there's a lot to chew on within those topics. Uh, the idea of consciously creating a relationship, the idea of, I guess, boundaries, creating and holding a safe space for women. And it's interesting to hear, uh, like you guys both mentioned, a woman's perspective outside of it and how you both, through working with men, uh, reconnected with your, own i guess dichotomy or i don't i don't think polarity is the right word but your own dichotomy as far as your energy flow and how you embody yourself and find ways to reciprocate that energy in a way that's empowering and uh vivifying or exploratory for the other genders um but the idea of conscious creation of relationships um in my experience, or the one that I guess I'm going through the moment, the great moment of life and love, uh, I think the idea, you know, when you mentioned, is it like there's a lot to digest here, but the idea of learning to sit with yourself and recognize patterns, traumas, and aspects of yourself that allow you to show up for yourself first in not the idea of you need a relationship, but I guess that you need to have a solid relationship with yourself before you can show up for another partner. And when you don't have that, and coming from the perspective of a masculine identified being, uh, the feminine energy or role that you're seeking or you're finding in relationships can turn into a mothering aspect because you're looking for in your partner aspects of yourself that you have yet to identify as areas for self-growth and development uh, and how that might directly correlate to that list of values that you need to incorporate and I first identify within yourself so that way you know what you need and what you're looking for, but also it opens the dialogue for your partner or whoever you decide to engage with you know, whether that's consciously and the idea of, you know, having that I have a conscious connection and there is that very primal connection to make or want to make a physical connection, being able to separate those out or sift through them if you can, you know, um, so that way you're not looking or filling voids in an outward search for like the embodied savior that you need to grow into the man in this case as opposed to a female because we're in the conscious conception and I'm on the masculine side in this dialogue uh, to look for that in others. And 
I think the idea of the conscious relationship when it comes beyond the physical aspect or the primal aspect and you start getting into, you know, whatever it is for you that helps you connect to yourself while you're on your journey of growth, to find the person that you are so that way you can resonate first with yourself so that way you can hopefully attract the right partner like um, Fabiola said, they'll gravitate to me. Um, being able to sort through the static of life and I've been working on, um, you know, catching up with my breath and uh, in a brief interlude with a, a teacher of mine, you know, um, finding a practice, you know, that works for you and trying to integrate and not be stuck in a model or blueprint because, you know, you can't find, you'll find pieces of yourself, you'll, you'll see yourself in others. And through others, we can see that reflection of ourselves or past selves or future selves or best self. But when you get fixated on one aspect of it, I feel like you get disconnected from the present moment. And that's that hyper focus or that, you know, that drive. And in uh, one of Hans's previous emails, the idea of wanting to conquer or assimilate and, you know, have some logical solution to get to somewhere instead of just being present. And when that comes to the idea, of consciousness and the idea that you're sharing a thought and intent in the daily practice, uh, focusing on that first with yourself. Uh, in my particular experience, I've realized now um, I'm I'm a serial monogamist. So, you know, while I, I'm a social butterfly, it's like when I hone in on my thing, I go for that. And uh, I'm a Capricorn, so it's like a tried and true path. And my past three relationships. The first one was my high school sweetheart, you know, seven and a half years. Uh, our parents said, you're too young to know who you are and what you want and what you're going to grow to be. And they were exactly right because so much can happen in a year or two of a life, you know, and especially as you get older, as your past and your reference on the past, or even just the events of your life can snowball, you know, and you can have all kinds of experiences. Uh, and my third one now that I've realized that there are areas that I need to address within myself, you know, and I can see myself and where I want to be. And now that I've been through, you know, the first one was seven, the second one was 10 years. And I'm in one now where it's just like, there are aspects of me that I haven't addressed, you know, that I need to address my values, my needs, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, and materially, you know, um, one of the big things is being able to stand on my own as man. So that way I'm not asking you to support me in chasing my dreams. So that way, hopefully our dreams can coincide and finding through the work that you have to do, you know, as a daily practice, because when you're too sped up and you don't slow down and you put the carrot before the horse, in my case, I get lost in the work of it. So um, keeping I don't know. Still or grand. Jason has his hand up and I've been talking for a minute. So I'm gonna I'm gonna dial that in. Well, James, if I can just say I loved everything that you said and a couple of things that I take from that is I am opening my heart and healing for myself. Like, yeah, if for sure it's going to be reflected in the relationship, but I am choosing to do it for myself and for my self-growth. Um, the other thing that I loved was just coming into presence because yes, you're right. Mainly when we jump into this healing journey, we just want to dig deeper and deeper and deeper that we 
also lost the track of like time and presence. So it's like, okay, I learned all of this, but I am, am I willing to put that aside so I can actually like be here talking to you right now? And then when the trigger comes in, I can just take my notebook and like read my notes. Like, oh yeah, I already learned this. Let me apply it. So I love that you name just coming back to presence constantly and learning and unlearning is a continuous, it's part of the game. And the other thing that came up to my mind with, with the description, the really brief description of your three relationships is how every partner is a teacher. And you, I bet you learned so much with that first like seven years and then 10 years. Like that's really two like very long relationships, <laughs> right? And now you're realizing yeah. with this third person that is, oh, there's still more to learn. So these people yeah. are our ref reflections, they're our mirrors and they show up because they want to help us learn something new. So I just loved your awareness. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. <laughs> Jason, Jason has his hand up. Join. Oh, good evening. Uh, I have a direct question I just want to ask that I, I asked this question on insta with brandon archer the other night and um my question is for the ladies um we're aware of uh, i i'm aware of and any man doing this kind of work has come in contact with um, knowing of feminine testing and what that is and for me in relationship and consciously creating relationships for myself and my life um, I wish I would have known some of that sooner, but <laughs> <laughs> the slowing down and working on yourself and, and as Fabiola was saying, being present, I, I, I am going to agree that those are the things that have worked the most for me, um, especially not trying to cultivate a relationship, but being in one and just bringing my back, myself back to being in the moment and being very present has help take away any kind of stress of um, past trauma and cycles that I used to be in. But with the idea of feminine testing, my question for you ladies is, do you think there is an equivalent in the other direction, like a version of masculine testing? Amson, do you want to go first? Because I'm feeling fire right now. <laughs> so I, you can go first. <laughs> That's such a great question, Jason. I was just like, you know, just taking a moment to kind of let that sink in. And um, I don't have a clear answer for you, truthfully, um, in this moment. And, you know, and I just think of what, of where I am right now and the experience that I'm having right now is is there's like there's a constant 
there's really a constant sort of checking in. I, I noticed that of, of making sure that he's safe. And, and I think everyone is gonna be so unique. So I, I'm really curious to hear what you have to say, Fabiola. Yeah, because at this moment, I'm, I'm not experiencing it. And I think a huge part of it is because he feels safe because of the, the work that I've done. And um, so it's a very sort of a different place to be in. Okay, so I I'll go. <laughs> I feel like activation right away in my body when I hear feminine uh, testing. And I'm pretty sure that a concept comes from um, that book, The Way of the Superior Man. And I read it yes. recently. <laughs> and reading it, I was just like feeling the activation in my body. And as the first time that you named it, uh, without relating it to the book, my question to you immediately was, if this is happening to you or if this has happened to you, is why are you attracting this quality of the feminine? And then it leads me to, to the author David data. It's like, did he attract it? Does he keep attracting this energy that a feminine is testing you? Because if I tap into like my own heart and my own feminine side, I think that's definitely not one of the good traits of the feminine energy. And I'm sorry. Oh, say something <laughs> because I, I I think there's multiple ways to take this. Mm -hmm. Um, because for me, for me, I actually find the feminine. Because you know, I'll I'll speak to my own self and what to what feminine testing means to me. Mm -hmm. you no, know, so for me, feminine testing is is very much is checking in and going. Am I safe with you? And actually asking you know, like, like directly looking and being like, I don't really feel safe. And am I really safe? Even though, cause it's all so new and fresh and we're opening and we're going deep. And, and so it's really giving like him that opportunity to actually look at me and hold me and, and be present instead of going, oh shit, she's asking me if, she, if she's safe. Clearly she doesn't trust me and I'm out, right? Like. So it can really spiral into this whole story of not being trusted and, and then the man can run, might run. And so it, it's actually a real opportunity to, to really check in and give him an opportunity to be present is my interpretation of what feminine testing is. Because you know, for me as the feminine, I need to feel safe to open. I need to feel safe to receive. And there's so many layers within that um, that I think feminine testing is actually really awesome. But you know, maybe not in the extreme that, that David Data was talking about. I don't know what he says, but you know, the version of it that I know is is it's a it's a powerful opportunity for us to really make sure that we're really safe and that he really has my back and he's not going to run when I start to question him. 
So maybe the the male, the masculine version of that would be the same thing, but just the other way. I'm going to challenge that, and I'm I'm going to say that we're not talking here about men and women. Mm-hmm. We're talking about energy. Yeah, energy. Mm-hmm. So, the if you imagine that. You know, so so the basic yogic principle, this is where David Data is coming from, is that there is a, for lack of a better word, a masculine energy that holds space. Mm-hmm. And within that space is everything that moves and changes. And that's the feminine. If the masculine container is weak, the feminine, and that can be in our in anybody's body, it's in my body as much as it is in Amsam's or in Fabiola's or yours, Jason, or anybody's. If our masculine isn't confident, if it doesn't know how to hold space, then our own feminine energy doesn't feel safe and doesn't will not express itself. So it's always so another one of my teachers talks about, you know, basically we are little shoots growing into into life into whatever whatever the world brings us and we're tender and so we're always there's always a a caution built in so that's how i think of the feminine is this thing that wants to flower but so somebody's got james is maybe somebody's got there i can hear myself echoing we're always looking for that safety within that feminine energy is always looking for, is it safe to flower? Is it safe to blossom? Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the, um, I, I write a lot about tango because for me, tango is this place where I experience a lot of this stuff. And you should know that Jason is one, was, you know, a, a teacher of mine, not a tango, but a ballroom and Latin dancing for years. And, you know, there would be nights well, almost every night, if I took if I took a woman in my arms and I didn't know her, I would feel her testing me. She wasn't thinking about testing me, but I could feel her body holding something. And so I needed to just let her know, not with my words, because that didn't work. What I needed to do is let her know in my body that I could hold her. And that I could move her in a way that didn't hurt her, that I wouldn't run her into people and that kind of thing. So that that's one kind of, that was one example of feminine testing. And it was really important because it's important feedback for me to know where she is in terms of her comfort level so that I could dance with her. So that happens in all of my life and it happens in my own body. I can feel like, oh, I'm not feeling comfortable here. So what do I have to do? Like, what do I have to do with my breath or my posture to let my heart open, to let feelings move so that I can, as it were, blossom into this moment? And when I experience, and I'm, I'll, you know, when, what you said, song. I mean, to me, you know, feminine testing is often, when we talk about it, it's often like this negative thing because it's a pain in the ass most of the time. We experience it as like, oh, fuck, now I, have to, now I have to pay attention. But that's what it is. It's like, pay attention. And when I pay attention, beautiful things happen. Mm-hmm. If I don't pay attention, 
my things happen not very well. <laughs> so, you know, I have this reminder like on my phone, one of my screens, it just says, you know, um, love the testing. It proves you. So every time I am, whenever I feel that I'm being, when I feel that testing in myself or in somebody else, it's a reminder to me to pay attention. Something beautiful could happen here if I paid attention. I'm absolutely so, loving, loving this concept um, in so many ways these days. So I, you're just making me think of, so what, to rephrase the question in, in a way that, okay, when I know consciously that I'm paying attention, but I can see that she's not, what do we call that? If it's not, not the opposite of feminine testing, then what is it? That, what do we call it? How do we identify that? That's just her being her. That's the feminine <laughs> is never, the feminine is not conscious. The feminine in ourselves and in anything else is just wanting to blossom, wanting to move, wanting to, to just be and move and stuff like that. We're the consciousness. So we don't test because we're just, con we're awareness. But everything else tests our awareness. Like, are we aware <laughs> enough? Are we aware enough to let that other thing fully be? So again, this is not men and women. Mm -hmm. Although if you're in a man's, if you're in a body with a penis, you tend to be more masculine identified. And if you're a, in a body with a vagina, you tend to be more feminine identified. But there's lots of, you know, like we have to remember, this is not about men and women. It's about masculine energy is always tested as whether it can, it has the capacity to hold the space because the feminine always wants more. The feminine in us wants to feel more, wants to be more, wants to create more, you know, wants to move more. And that's in my body as it is in Fabiola's body, as it is in Amsong's body. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we experience that as, as, as masculine identified men, we experience more the, you know, we, we want to be free of constraint. We just want to be able to relax. Like, like when am I going to be done this? And when will you trust me? Well, the good news is that the more she trusts you, the more she blossoms. So she's, she just wants to blossom more. So when you feel her, and I think you were talking about this, mm -hmm. when she tap, when you think you've like, wow, I'm in this great relationship, you know, there's like, our sex is great, our communication's great, we're doing fun stuff, you know, like, and then something comes up, it's, it isn't like a, it isn't like a rebuke, which is how we often experience it, it's not a rebuke, it's like, are you ready for the next level of this fucking amazing shit that we're, that's happening, and I think that's where we let ourselves down as men, as we go like, oh, she's testing me, so, something's wrong and I'm going to protect myself and I'm going to get smaller instead of going, Oh, like you want to take it to the next level. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm up for that. I can hold the space for that. I want to see where this goes. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really 
you know, that's really our, our work as men who are consciously creating relationship is to not be afraid of her testing us, but in fact, to welcome it. Like, you know, and also that the more, the deeper you go into this stuff, the more subtle her testing will be. You know, when you first go on a date, she's going to be checking out whether you wear a clean shirt to the date, you know, like the bar is pretty low, right? And then after a year, she'll be like checking to see whether you, I don't know, whatever you, what it is, you know, after a while, it's like, do, do you take the garbage out consistently when you said you're going to take it out every week? You know, that's, that's one of my failings, by the way. Um, you know, so there's always these, there's like, it's just going to get more and more and more. And it's going to get, it's never going to stop. And then, and that really is the exciting part of it. If you want a conscious relationship, because and I talk about this when I write, and you, some of you have read this, you know, you follow the follow. I'm leading, but I'm leading where I can feel she wants to go. And she tells me where she wants to go by testing me. You know, it's just, it's like, and then I feel into that, and then I go, oh, oh, that, oh, I think that, I think, and we're going to fail all the time, right? I think this is what you want. Wrong. I think it's this. I think it's this. Whoa, holy shit, what happened, you know? So that's my take on it. Like, no, there's no, we don't test the feminine. We hold space and we either close to it, like to go back to what you said, Fabiola, we either close to that mm -hmm. or we open to it. And the feminine will always, you know, she will either close because she doesn't feel safe or the feminine doesn't feel safe. So it'll start to shrink and you see all kinds of depressed people. I mean, my take on depression is, mm -hmm. you know, that part of ourselves is just, I'm not safe. Or they go, I am so safe. And then you, and I'm sure you see people like that too. And you just see them like, wow, you just, you can walk by them and it's like, holy shit, something's, something beautiful is happening there. That's amazing. Um, the, the thing that struck most of all of what you just said was, and you said it a couple of times, was that it's not about men and women, that it's about the energy. And it just uh, struck a chord for me thinking, well, like maybe the answer I was looking for to that wasn't that there is an opposite, there isn't a polarity version of that where there's a masculine testing for feminine, but it's me being more in tune with my feminine energy that I'm looking for that, that bit of safeness coming from the other side. So we did, um, I've done several shows on feminine testing and we're going to do another one on April 20th um, uh, with Melissa Bloxham. And, um, but in a previous one, I had come up with some, my own blah 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 about how I, how I was feeling tested and the and the my my um my guest said to me maybe it's your own feminine that's testing you and like I took that one home and smoked up in my pipe for a while um and that's you know that that's where that that's was a big bowl <laughs> <Pardon>? <laughs> that's a large bowl <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's exactly what I refer to when I said, why are you attracting that? Right? Because if we're talking about energies, it's because you have that feminine inside of you that is testing you. Versus that feminine inside of you that is trusting, that is open, that it's flowing. So I do believe that, and I mean, I, just because I'm tapping with my own feminine testing, right? I know how it feels. It's like, I'm going to test you to see if you're going to be the man that I'm <laughs> hoping. So, but it's like both of us, doesn't matter the gender, make sure that you're recognizing that feminine that is testing. And for me, like what keeps coming up is the antidote of that is communication. Like, do I really need to test if I'm communicating? Like, I think the testing will go down and down and down the more we communicate. Uh, I'll, I'll argue that. That mm-hmm. was actually my answer to the question of tonight's topic was, how do I consciously create love or relationship? And it's communication. Absolutely. But I'm going to caution about thinking that communication is words. Mm-hmm. So words are in our mind, and that's a very masculine kind of thing. And um, as for men, I encourage all the men to start to learn to feel in their body what the woman is communicating, what the feminine in ourselves, what the feminine in the woman's body is communicating by the way she's sitting, breathing, what's what's communicate what's happening behind the words you know what's happening in her throat like how is how are the words being formed are they coming from her belly are they coming from the top of her like there's so much that goes into communication that isn't about the words and i think uh so much of um you know so much of the therapeutic or counseling approach for years has been about well let's get better at our words and um and that's a good thing, but there are people who are not good at their words, but who are excellent communicators, mm-hmm. and they communicate by how they how they project what they're feeling and, and what's happening in their body. So, I mean, as a dance teacher, you've experienced that. You've experienced how how a, a woman who is when as a follow, she's embodying the, the feminine in that moment, will let you know all kinds of things that you don't have to talk about. So I think the testing, Fabiola, happens. I think there's testing that happens without anybody being aware of it. And so we can't even talk about it. I mean, I think it's good to talk about stuff for sure, but I'm always encouraging students to like, Build your intuitive capacity in your body mm-hmm. as well as you know your words, but know that your body feels things and experiences stuff that we still haven't found ways to put words to. We are well over the um, top of the hour here. Thanks for all your conversation, everybody. Um, um, song. I'm going to give you last second to last words, and then Fabiola, you'll have last words, and then we're going to wrap it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a joy to be here. 
I don't really have much to say to end. I feel very complete in our discussion and it's such a gift to be here to share and have these fantastic conversations. Thank you. Fabiola. I would love to close with this poem that I heard the other day from these um, older gentlemen from Uruguay that it really hit me and I like thought about tonight. Um, so it says, how boring is modern love? How boring. Everyone tries to feel as little as possible so that the other person doesn't get scared. I love you, but I don't tell you. I miss you, but I don't talk to you. I want to see you. Yes, yes, I want to see you, but I don't move. Showing interest in this day and age seems like an act of shame. Wow. And that is from Luciano Betancourt from Uruguay. Please, uh, can you please send that to me? I'll yes, yeah. So I'll send it over. Wow. Okay. Um, thank you, Amazon, for being here. Thank you, Fabiola, for all of the, what you put into this um, tonight. And I, um, uh, your questions that you, the list that you put together, the list of questions is great. I want to share that at some point. And that poem was, well, I'm going to stop talking now so we can let that sink in. Mm -hmm. Thanks a lot, everybody. See you next week.